Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV. We've got a Raspberry Pi 3 Model B+. We've got a Rock Pro 64. We've got a Rock 64. And we've got a Pine A64 LTS. These are single board computers that are available right now at the end of 2018. We're going to put them head-to-head in a deathmatch, a battle of the boards. We're going to find out not only which one is the best as far as performance goes, but we're Mm going to find out which one is the best value with a cool new algorithm that takes the dollar value the performance value mashes it all up chews it spews it out and gives us something that we can actually compare across various boards Hmm. a lot of fun stuff to cover tonight stick around this is category 5 technology tv Our live recordings are trusted only to solid-state drives by Kingston Technology. Revive your computer with improved performance and reliability over traditional hard drives with Kingston SSDs. Category 5 TV streams live with Telestream Wirecast and Nimble Streamer. Tune in every week on Roku, Kodi, Plex, and other HLS video players. For local showtimes, visit Category5.tv. Category5.tv is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Cat5.tv slash... TPN and the International Association of Internet Broadcasters, cat5.tv slash IAIB. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. Nice to have you here. As you know, tonight, this week, we are looking at single board computers. We've got four of them that we're going to put head to head in a death match that has never yes. been done before. Whoa. We are going to finally know Showdown. which single board computer is the best value for the money. Yes. That's happening tonight. We had that discussion last week about how we should maybe compare price-wise as well as benchmarks and Mm -hmm. figure it out. And so I wrote an algorithm. We're going to talk about it in a few minutes as we get into that. I'm excited for this. Me too. You said it last week, and I did not think it would happen this quick. Like, you pulled it out of nowhere. I had a full head of hair just seven days ago. I I was like, oh, yeah, eventually we'll get Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This week. It was actually 22 years ago. Feels sorry, like I'm still sorry. I, I know <laughs> a full head of hair. I, I'm still on the hair thing. Uh, I saw a video of you with hair once. Wasn't that weird? It was hilarious. It was, no, it must have been Halloween. Archive footage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know. From when I was but a wee lad. <laughs> I think there are a few of you who can relate, and uh, so to you, uh, you're my favorites. Uh, how's everybody been? You guys had a good week. It's nice pretty, to have you back pretty, again. Yeah, it's good to be back. You know, yeah. the hair keeping the the foo form. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. It's nice. mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's right, been good. You? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a jab at me, I'm pretty sure. I think so. Yeah, yeah. All right. You could shave your head and give me some of that, maybe do up a wig and yeah. That yeah, that's like a plan. How do we get on this? This is a tech show. I don't know. I can talk Technology. about technology. I'm feeling vulnerable about my. I loss don't know. Of hair. <laughs> I'm feeling too confident. Sasha, what's going on? How's yeah. your week? Okay, my week has been busy, like crazy oh. busy, and cool. good. Yeah. Yes, okay. but okay. So I'm going to tell you about a problem that I had and the solution that I realized exists. Mm. Um, remember a while ago we did a review on the boogie board sink? Yes. And I've been going to school, so diligently taking notes on it. I I bought one, yeah, and it's been working great, except Mm -hmm. for the last couple of times I've used it. I've everything looked great, and I was saving and erasing and saving and erasing the same as what you're supposed to. Can I just say this is e-paper that you write on it, and then Mm -hmm. you press save, and it will save it to an internal storage medium. Exactly, as a PDF, and and then it saved as a PDF. Yes, okay. 
Okay, mm-hmm. but it wasn't saving. It wasn't saving? So I went through... So were you losing what's on the screen? Yeah, it looked no. saved. So everything visually, I was super confident that everything was saved. And yes. then I went to go transcribe my messy chicken scratch into actual typed notes. And there was nothing. No. Wow. You know what I did? I, I'm what? such... I. Uh, <laughs> so it comes with a little stylus on the side that I, yes, that Jeff said, you have to use that stylus way back. I remember now, but what had happened was I was taking notes on regular paper and then I just retracted the pen part and I was taking notes on the, on the boogie board sink. If you have one, know that the notes will not save unless you write with the stylus from the sink. No. They will not save. So you lost it? I lost it all, yeah. Oh, one of the the girls from class is going to lend me her notes. Oh, that's heartbreaking. But now now I know, but I'm going to tell you in case you have one as well. That's the thing. You need to use... I don't know why that's So stylus. when you wrote with the pen with the ink retracted, it showed up on the screen... Yes. ...but did not save? Did not save. Wow. So it's also really good if you wanted to use it without... Because when you use the the sink yeah if you don't save and just erase yeah. it still saves it but it saves it in the erased file so say oh. you wanted something oh. truly to be just in that moment like a credit card number or something right yeah. don't use the Super stylus private. okay right so there there are ways that not using the stylus could be of use i wonder if this gives us some insight as to how mm-hmm. it's able to save yeah like right. could it be multi-layered we've looked at e-paper yeah which yeah. doesn't save so could mm-hmm. there be another layer beyond the e-paper? So what you're seeing is not actually a screen, it's e-paper. But below mm-hmm. that is yet another layer of some kind of magnetic surface or something that that stylus activates. Right. So it's actually creating e-paper and then a digital copy like underneath. A, yeah. And so that's why that one stylus is necessary. I wonder if. Really it was We'd a, have to tear it apart. Which I'm not willing to do. You're not? Aww. No. It was such we a painful... We could become that YouTube channel. Oh, we, we are not. break everything apart. We are 0% that YouTube. When it happens, it's accidental. <laughs> so <far>. no. <laughs> yes. The only times I've ever done that is when I've been trying to solder something. Aww. And then that's just the outcome. But it wasn't intentional. Yeah. That was a painful lesson to learn this week. But I have learned it now. Ouch. And mm-hmm. now you know too. Mm. That was that was my week in a nutshell. Oh. Okay. All right. Thanks for sharing it. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> That's sad. Um, oh. I have just been going crazy with single board computers and doing some fun stuff. We're mm-hmm. going to be getting into it in just a few moments' time, yes. so I, I, I will tease a little bit, but we ran into a problem with power supplies. How do you power all these single board computers? Mm. I'm going to show you the solution that I came up with. Okay. And it's a really good one. So stick around. Whether you shop on ThinkGeek, GearBest, B&H Photo Video, eBay, or Amazon, or even if you want a free trial of Audible, you'll find the best deals and support the shows we produce by simply visiting the shopping sites you already frequent by using the links on our website. Visit Category5.tv slash partners for the full and ever-growing list and help us create more free content like this show. Thank you for shopping with our partners, and thank you for watching. Welcome back. This week we've got a lot to cover, so we're going to get right into it. And it starts with 
kind of how I had to come up with a solution. And I'll just say, I was really nervous coming up to this episode of Category 5 Technology TV. Do you think it's because, you know, it's complicated? and the, Right. I was really nervous because Canada Post... <laughs> is going through rolling strikes. So everything yeah. that I needed in order to achieve what we're doing here today had to come through the postal system from Amazon Prime. <laughs> and it arrived yesterday. It well, arrived. it arrived. My two-day shipping arrived. from last Wednesday right, arrived, arrived yesterday. six days later. So hmm. it's here, and I've been cramming to get everything done. Now, I want cool. to show you a little bit about what I've achieved, what I've done. First of all, I had to get, because we're, what we're doing is we are mm -hmm. cross-comparing several single-board computers. I want to finally answer the age-old yeah. question from about two weeks ago, which is the best single-board computer? Of and course. that's what we're setting out to yeah. achieve, <laughs> uh, if not this week, over the next couple of weeks. So one of the things I had to do was get on Amazon and order a whole bunch of Kingston uh, SD cards. Micro SD. Yes. So I picked up this really neat little um, cool. little case. I'm going to show you this. This is pretty cool. That is awesome. It fits in your credit, like a credit card sleeve of your wallet. Right. And it holds 10 SD cards. Micro SD. No way. Yeah. That is so, so useful. <laughs> so I bought a bunch of Kingston SD cards off of Amazon and loaded it up. Some of them are in single board computers right now. But I really needed to have easy access to a whole bunch of SD cards, and this is a way to safely uh, and portably transfer it I and keep it in my pocket. I like that. It's like so a, sleek. It's just a $10 stupid little thing mm -hmm. that I just added to the cart as I was checking out because I'm like, okay, well, I got to get all these SD cards for all these SBCs mm -hmm. yeah. we're going to be testing. Where am I going to put them all? It's a good $10. It gets, it gets confusing when you, I, I, I have a question SD about cards. SD cards that yeah. just popped into my head right now. Yeah. Um, are they, can you wipe the memory from them with a magnet? Like, are they, should you oh, keep it away from things? I wouldn't things? do that. Right. So sh you, should you keep it away from things if it's in this easy to carry I wouldn't put card. it on anyway. top of an electro pulse. You wouldn't put it near your cell phone? <laughs> Would you put it near your cell phone? Oh, sure. Okay, they're oh, fine. Yeah. Okay. Just treat it like a cell phone, right? I like don't know. There's yeah. some things where you're not supposed to put things next to other things. Yeah, magnetic storage and stuff. And yeah. I don't know That's if they're good? susceptible to. Okay. But, I mean, an SD card is waterproof and, you know, it okay. can... Sometimes, as long as it doesn't get too hot, it can go through the wash, and it'll probably still be okay. okay. But dry it before you I, plug it into yeah. the device. I ask only because I'm probably going to end up with one of those, right? And I oh, want to yeah. make sure I'm no, doing all the right things. Oh, yeah. No, you can have that in your pocket yeah. with you. But okay. you put it in your purse and in your wallet. And it's fine. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, because it's, the, it's yeah. the form factor of a credit card. Yeah. And it's just a little bit thicker. Maybe the, the thickness of about two cards. Yeah. feels so good for less. photography or yeah. something because it's like usually I have to leave them in like the larger adapters so then I don't right. lose them, right? And it, oh, yeah. So what are you shooting with? You're shooting with GoPro and... and oh, not even GoPro anymore. <laughs> Sorry. But even just like drones and stuff whenever I switch yeah. out a car. They're all right? micro SD. Yeah. So yeah. I can just go like whoop, 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 mm -hmm. on the go just, and fly it away. It's just a random little thing that I thought I would show you because I did need a bunch of SD cards for yeah. what we're doing, okay? And <laughs> I didn't right. want to lose track of what's what. So then the next thing that we encountered last week when I was looking at the Nano Pi M4 was power. 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 How am I going to give it more power here? Because <laughs> it requires four amps. Right. My best Raspberry Pi power adapter that's USB mm -hmm. is 
Not enough. Not nearly enough, <laughs> as we discovered last yeah, week. That was uh, painful. So I got on Amazon, right? Yes. And I start looking around, and I say Amazon because, hey, I've got Prime and I needed it fast. Right. Um, and, it, and it usually has a pretty great selection. So I started oh, looking yeah. around for different power supplies. I couldn't find a good 4-amp power supply. I no. found some neat units that were like that were multi-charger devices yeah. that you can mm-hmm. plug in like six phones to okay. And, okay. and it's like 20 amps and things like that. But yeah. then you read the fine print and it's like it's 1.4 amps per port. Oh, okay. Right? But yeah. it's got 10 ports or something, you know, whatever it happens <laughs> yeah. to work out to. Add it up. Yeah. yeah. So that didn't work out. And so I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? And then I remembered, remember when Bill Marshall was here on the set. Yes. And we pulled out this device that I got at cat5.tv slash ATX. Yes. And this device mm-hmm. allows you right. to convert an ATX power supply into a DC power unit. <gasps> okay. I see where this is going. Yes. Sneaky, sneaky. So. Oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disconnect this from the power supply because I want you to see what I invented. Ah. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so. Henry, just so you're aware, just to get you caught up, cat5.tv slash ATX, you plug in a standard power supply from a computer. Right in. Right in there. ATX. It's in the name. There you go. Then it's got fuses and even a power switch. Wow. And it has negative 12 volt, positive 12 volt, 5 volt, and 3.3 volt with grounds. And they're on these pegs. Okay. So I'll tell you, the one thing that I discovered that I didn't know about this is Mm -hmm. that it is not compatible with banana plugs. Um, it looks like it is, but you can't actually put a banana plug in there. Oh, okay. So I removed the terminals, and I mm-hmm. went to put my banana plugs on it to basically give it a, an upgrade. Yeah. But the hole for the screw is just a little bit too small for my oh. banana okay. sockets. So, um, so I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. So instead, I had to just put a little bit of wire. So I've got a couple of spools of wire here, and I did a good soldering job. Yes. <laughs> it actually worked out. It's so far. And I'm going to show you a close-up of what I've actually done here and achieved. So remember, this is pulling from my power supply, like a computer power supply. It's 600 watts. That means I have 120 amps to work with. So then I've got a power switch here to turn it on and off. But here's where the magic happens. Five volt terminals. Okay, so that's like a Raspberry Pi or any five volt um, single board computer going out to these wires and then Ta-da! A USB jack. So I can plug any 5-volt USB into there. (laughs) And I have 120 amps to work with. So Creativity. It powers up the M4. (laughs) Powers up the M4 like a boss. I might have to get like 20 more M4s with the amount of power that I'm... It's just going to be the full (laughs) studio full of these guys. Oh, yeah, just cover the table. That explains everything. Does it? Yes. Oh. When I came in, the table covered in solder. Was covered. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> wow, you did such a good job. Oh, thank you. You're and I'm awesome. so pleased so with the way that this turned out. Yeah. So that came as so I've talked about this before and I actually had mm-hmm. this discussion with Bill and said, you know, on Amazon or when I have to order parts, I have to order 20 of them. I actually went to Sayal here in town yeah. and said, "Do you have that? I wanted I wanted a a port like that. Yeah. yeah. And they actually didn't have one. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. They didn't have one. And the guy who was working there said, we should have this. And I said, yeah, because mm-hmm. I only wanted one. Right. Thankfully, Bill, <laughs> I bought them in bulk because had I bought one, mm-hmm. 
I did ruin the first one that I tried to solder. Oh, yeah. All right. So right. I'm not a pro yet, but I'm learning. So this one is just, to, it's for my memory box. Yeah. Just first to time. remind me first how time. far I've come. So it's just got, it's got USB jacks. It's got all of the, the like, you know. The it's nice, got everything. Yeah, right? it's just, it's got all that stuff. So this was like 20 bucks and I ended up with 10 jacks and 10 plugs. So I can actually nice. make USB <laughs> plugs as well. So that's how that came about. So we've got enough amperage to power as many single board computers and whatever single board computer that we want, 5 volt over these terminals. And that's what we're doing tonight. So this is a two-week feature at its heart. But this week, and, and I say at its heart because I know it could evolve from there. Right. We're constantly receiving new hardware. We're constantly exactly. looking at new hardware. It's coming up on Christmas season, and so we know that new single-board computers are coming out. Raspberry Pi just announced a new one. Right. And, and it, you know, so there, there are going to be more mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So right now, today, this week, we are looking at a Raspberry Pi 3 Model B+. Plus. Mm -hmm. We also have, out of its case, this is a, uh, and I should probably get in here so that you can see these. So Raspberry Pi 3B Plus in the, Al uh, is it the Aladuino, I think it's called, case? I really like this case anyways, if you're interested. Oh, there it is, Aladuino. That's right. Um, again, they're off of Amazon, but I really like the solid aluminum body, and they're really well built. So that's the Raspberry Pi 3 Model B Plus. Then I have the Rock Pro 64. This is one that we've never fired up before, but we did the unboxing. Henry, this has, um, it's got the full GPIO, it's got some headers for Wi-Fi and things like that. It's got video out the wazoo, it's got gigabit Ethernet, barrel plug for power, uh, it's got full-size HDMI 4K 30, it's got USB 3, USB 2. Everything that you could hope for, wow. <laughs> but also uh, it's got PCI Express, which blows my mind on a single board computer. So we're going to be benchmarking this today as well All right. and powering that. Then, also from Pine64, we've got the LTS, the A64 mm -hmm. LTS. Uh, this one has the Wi-Fi module on it. We're going to fire it up and, and give it a good test. Mm -hmm. um, that's another nice board. I'm going to tell you more about the specifications as we go. And the Rock 64. So where this is the Rock Pro 64, look at the difference. Okay, so this is mm -hmm. like the form factor of a Raspberry Pi. This one is like twice that size. That's the Rock 64. So basically, we have three boards from Pine 64, mm -hmm. and we have one Raspberry Pi 3 Model B+. Plus. All right. So I'm going to explain something that came about this week that I'm really quite excited about. Hmm. Please do. The giggles. <laughs> the giggles. The giggles. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> uh, remember at the end of last week's show, yeah. we just had the, the casual conversation where it was like, there are a lot of benchmarks out there. Mm -hmm. I can pull up benchmarks of the Raspberry Pi 3. I can pull up yeah. benchmarks of the Rock Pro 64. But the problem is, is that the Pi 3 at its price point is really cheap. 35 yeah, bucks. 35 bucks for a Model B. B yeah. plus, I mean. And mm -hmm. so how can I possibly compare that to, say, the Rock Pro 64 that's 80 bucks? Right. So even if it performs better, which it would because you'd expect it would, mm -hmm. how does it compare? Yeah. Because, like oh, it's well, what the bang for the buck, I really. Exactly. Like. And I get it all the time. You can't call this a Raspberry Pi killer because it's so much more expensive. Right. Right? But mm -hmm. then... So the giggles what came about... <laughs> Yeah. as uh, the conversation that mm -hmm. we had last week. How can we compare these cost-wise, value-wise? Right. Exactly. So a new algorithm 
has been created. And it's, it's basically a pseudo-currency to allow us to see the value of a single board computer. It's called Giggles. Right. And it takes the benchmarks and it takes the dollar value, whatever we pump into the benchmark tool, mm-hmm. of that single board computer. Then as it's benchmarking, it calculates averages. It figures out, based mm-hmm. on the price, what is the actual value of this board when compared to the performance of the board. Right. That's so cool. a giggle value is not at all a dollar value. So something with a really high giggle value doesn't mean it's very expensive. It could be a very cheap single board computer. However, mm-hmm. based on the performance that it has, how does it compare to the dollars that you spend? Right. Exactly. So also a really expensive single board computer mm-hmm. with very low performance would have a low giggle. No. Right? Low perform expensive. If it, had, if it had low performance, it would have a very high giggle. That's wh- because Wait. So let me let low. Okay, explain to me. Yes. If it does well, is it a low or high giggle? Low. Low. Because the if value. Because the giggle value is like, if oh. I was to compare cost to performance. Yes. Like I golf. want to know what the cheapest board is. So the giggle oh, value. You, the cheaper it is, the more value there is in that board. Okay, you want low. Can okay. I give you a it's really? Like golf. Like can golf. I give you a yes. really really simple example that everybody will understand? Yes. Let's. Here's a, here's a hypothetical single board computer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It cost me $10 mm-hmm. and it has a performance of 2,000 events per second. Okay. okay? Right. And let's just say it has a giggle value of 80. Okay. okay. So 80 giggles. Okay. Right. 80 so then take the next one. Now watch the simple math. I'm going to double the, the val- the, like what I actually had to pay in US dollars. It cost mm-hmm. me $20. It has a performance mm-hmm. benchmark of 4,000 events per second. Mm-hmm. It, too, has an 80-giggle score. Because mm-hmm. dollar for dollar, you've doubled the price, you've doubled the performance. It's exactly the same giggle value as one that's half price. Okay. okay? So it's the same ratio. Right. It's one to one. Exactly. Ah. So now we've got an accurate comparison that we can take a Raspberry Pi at $35 and we can compare it to that Rock Pro 64 at $80 and the giggle value will now tell us which one is the best value Okay. by looking at that score and the lower the score, the better the value. Good. So we've got these four single board computers. We are going to benchmark them and look at their giggle value (laughs) right after this. For a limited time, get your hands on limited edition shirts from the Category 5 TV network. These high-quality shirts are manufactured by Teespring, a fundraising website, and your purchase will help support the shows we produce. Get yours today and send us your pictures to be featured on the corresponding show. Visit cat5.tv shirts to support us and get your official network shirt today. cat5.tv shirts. Oh my gosh, it looks so cool. 
Yeah. And we're going to benchmark that. (laughs) Should we get into it? Let's do it. You guys ready? We're going to take a look at the benchmarks of these four single board computers. Again, I've got the Raspberry Pi 3 Model B+. I've got the Rock 64 from Pine64. I've got the A64 LTS from Pine64, as well as their Rock Pro 64 single board computer. Beautiful stuff. So... (laughs) What I've actually done is before the show, I recorded this so that we could do a four-up benchmark. And if we're ready, we're going to jump right into it. So here we go. In the top left-hand side, well, uh, you see the Rock Pro 64 there in the top right. Top left is the Raspberry Pi 3 Model B+. Lower left is the Rock 64. And then next to that, in the bottom right, is the Sopine or the A64 LTS. So let's let those benchmarks run. Now, what we're using is a tool called Cat5TV-SBC Test. Mm-hmm. And what that does is uh, it runs some, uh, some benchmarks and then runs some comparisons to give us the giggle value. Don't worry, I'm going to zoom in as soon as one of these completes. The A64 LTS has finished, mm-hmm. and its giggle value is 75 65. So 75.65 giggles. All right. The Raspberry Pi 3 Model B Plus, on the other hand, is still going. Uh. And still going. And and the other two uh, have already finished as well. The Rock 64 and Rock Pro 64. I'm going to go over those numbers. Unfortunately, they flashed by on the screen, but don't worry. I can fix that in post. All right. The Rock 64 completed its test and was the fastest to complete the test. Nice. Very cool. Which was surprising. The Rock 64 being only a four-core single-board computer, just like oh. the Pine A64 LTS and the Pi Model 3, uh, or B+. Sorry, I got distracted because that is uh. 350.90 giggles. <laughs> That's the Raspberry wow. Pi 3 Model B+. So oh. let's look at them in the order in which they completed. Okay. So All the right. Rock 64 completed it its tests first. The benchmarks completed on this board first. Okay. okay. This has four cores, four gigs of RAM. Keep wow. in mind that I bought Kingston SD cards and they all match. Every single board computer is using right. exactly the same brand, speed, model of cards. Okay. So you have some right. control. Yes, absolutely. There is some, some control there. And giggle values, incidentally, do not take into account I.O. So that's important to note as well because if you were using EMMC, you don't want it to give you a a yeah. poorly giggle value. So this board here had a CPU result of 1,422 events per second, which is a giggle value of about 113 giggles. Okay. 113. Mm-hmm. Then it's also tested uh, against RAM performance. RAM results are astonishing. RAM is super fast. Okay. The RAM result here was 1,984,548 events per second. The, oh. That brings the giggle value down to only 8 for that hundredths <laughs> of a giggle wow eight, eight one hundredths of a giggle so basically if you're looking at us dollars it'd be like eight cents right it's just no like a matter. turtle coin Ah, <laughs> burn ouch <laughs> uh, the mutex result was 71.846 and uh the total giggle cost for this board is astonishing the giggle cost for this board remember this mm-hmm. 51.37 giggles Okay. 51.37. Wow. So hold on to that in the back of your mind. 51.37 for this one. Now, moving along, the Rock Pro 64, which I actually thought would finish first. Right. But the CPU um, 
the CPU performance of this was fantastic, but the RAM performance was quite a bit less huh. than the Rock 64. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Surprising. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So the CPU result was uh, about twice uh, that of the Rock 64, 2,897.207. Mm-hmm. Um, and I should just say, so this board is $80. Okay. Okay. This one is... Um, I'm going to have to... Oh, Sorry. I'm looking at my notes here. Mm-hmm. $45. Oh, okay. $45. Okay. $45. Yes. Don't worry. I got, I got all my numbers <laughs> straight. <laughs> we got it, guys. This one's 80 Okay. So moving along, RAM on this, as I mentioned, is quite a bit slower than this, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Eight, 815,758.519 events per second. Right. Still mm-hmm. huge, but a lot slower than the ROCK 64. That yeah. gives it a giggle value of about 0.35 giggles. Versus the 0.05. Right. Right. So keep, or 08, that one was. Um, The mutex value of this one was 19.303 events per second. And that gives this one a giggle cost of 81 giggles. Okay. So this one, looking at the giggle value, Mm -hmm. this one costs more than the Rock 64 as far as performance to price US dollars ratio. Right. However, the CPU performance. So it's important to gauge this and understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this one is better value for the dollar. Yeah. But if you don't mind spending the extra dollars, this one is twice as fast when it comes to CPU processing. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Right. You got to remember that. The so it's, it's gauging everything. Yeah. But the giggles gives us a little bit of extra knowledge Insight. as well. Yeah. That's good. Next up, and it's no surprise, the... Um, the Raspberry Pi 3 Model B Plus came in last place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the A64 LTS hmm. finished up with a CPU result of 987 events per second. All right. Not anything to, uh, to get upset about. I mean, yeah, we're going to see... Still, it's still good. That's significantly faster than a Raspberry Pi, which we're going to find in just a few moments, which is interesting because I yeah. do get burned uh, by the YouTube community who says, <laughs> oh, well, you know, that's more expensive. But... I think we should note that this is actually cheaper than a Raspberry Pi 3 really? B+. Plus. Okay? It is. Huh. Raspberry Pi th- model, uh, yeah. model B+, plus of the Raspberry Pi 3, is $35. This one is $32 US. Mm-hmm. Okay? So keep that in mind. And with that in mind, are you ready for the RAM performance? Two That's million, fair. two million... 163,484.433 events per second, wow. which brings its <laughs> giggle yeah. value down to only 0.05 giggles oh gosh. <laughs> on the RAM benchmark. Right. And then the Mutex is mm, 3.294 events per second. Not that great on the Mutex. Hmm. But the giggle cost of this is less than the Rock Pro 64. This one is only 75.65 giggles. Based oh. on our benchmark. Wow. So okay. it's, again, we've got a scenario where um, with this, this one is slower than the Rock 64. The CPU benchmarks show mm-hmm. us that. It's yeah. about uh, 400 events per second less than the Rock 64. But we're looking at a difference of $13. So yeah. this is $13 cheaper. Exactly. So where, where's the toss-up? Right? right. But it's 7565 Giggles, that's a very good value. Mm-hmm. Remember, too, the Rock Pro or the Rock 64 was only 51.37. Now, the Pi 3 Model B Plus, 
So this is the latest and greatest Raspberry Pi. It's mm-hmm. the fastest that they've got. Yep. Um, we, now we've got this new one that's coming, coming. available, but it's yeah. not here yet. Mm-hmm. Um, this one has one gigabyte of RAM. All right. Nothing to write home about. I mean, these boards are all four gigabytes of RAM. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Rock Pro, is it four gigs? Yeah. I th- I'm pretty sure that we've Looks got like a four it. gig model. Um, but this one only has one gig of RAM. So that's the Raspberry Pi. So this one is interesting because mm-hmm. it's, it's the benchmark. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so exactly. I want, like, this, is, this was the first. Yeah. This exactly. is the one that everybody has and, and loves, mm-hmm. and we love it as well. So don't, don't get the wrong impression. Mm-hmm. But I want to be realistic about the fact that there are other vendors out there, and we're looking at Pine64 tonight, mm-hmm. but realizing that their performance is significantly better for the money. Mm-hmm. Yes, you pay more for a Rock 64 at $45 than you do for a Raspberry Pi Model uh, B Plus Raspberry Pi 3 at $35. Right. So this one's $10 more. But let's look at the specification. Exactly. CPU results, it's brutally slow. Oh. It's Uh brutal. Oh, no. Like the slowest of the bunch? Yeah. Uh, I'm talking the Pine 64... A64 LTS, we're kind of like, mm, that's pretty slow at 987 events per second. And then? 125 events oh, per second. No. Oh, no. Okay. So that gives it a giggle Dear. value of 1,002 giggles. Too many On giggles? the CPU. So the CPU on this is extremely expensive in giggle values. Right. But it makes up for it with pretty fast RAM. It okay. does really well on the RAM benchmarks. Oh, yeah? 2,418,581 events per second, hmm. which is going to offset that really high CPU benchmark right. yeah. because it's only 0.05 giggles, which is right. the same as the A64 LTS mm-hmm. as far as the giggle value, right? Yeah. Yes. So it's faster, but we can see that the value is exactly the same dollar mm-hmm. for dollar. This one's $32, yeah. $35. This is exactly the same value RAM-wise as this one, but mm-hmm. this one, the CPU underperforms wow. and is very high. Mm-hmm. So the cost is too high for the CPU performance of this one. Mm-hmm. Mutex result is 85.345 uh, events per second, which is pretty good. That's mm-hmm. 0.15 giggles. Yeah. And the final giggle score, so let's before I say the final score for the Raspberry Pi 3 mm-hmm. Model B Plus, mm-hmm. this one's giggle score, this is the Rock 64 from Pine 64, 51.37 giggles. All right. Very good value Very good. When, compared, when comparing performance to the U.S. dollar val- uh, cost right. of what we buy. Rock Pro 64, 81 giggles. Still excellent value. All right. A64 LTS, this one is 75.65 giggles. And at 32 mm-hmm. US dollars, it's actually a very good value. All right. For those who have said, oh, well, but the Rock 64 is more expensive than the Raspberry Pi 3B Plus, so it can't possibly be a Raspberry Pi killer. The Raspberry Pi mm-hmm. 3 Model B Plus clocked 350 Point nine giggles, almost three hundred and fifty-one giggles. Holy! That, ladies and gentlemen, in my eyes, makes the Rock sixty-four from Pine sixty-four a Raspberry Pi killer. Wow! Not talking about the education sector, <laughs> yeah, not no, talking totally about not. the value of right. the Raspberry Pi, but saying just, for me, who uh, I already understand exactly. the GPIO, I already understand Python, I already understand how to set up a single board computer. Yeah. The best value for the money is the Rock 64 from Pine 64. Mm-hmm. 
the Raspberry Pi is cheaper dollar for dollar, $10 cheaper. Right. Um, but performance-wise, this one has a giggle value of 51.37. This one is 350.9 is Ooh. the cost. So this is significantly less for way better performance. That Incredible. is great I think that's great to see. It means that people are innovating. It means that yes. things are going on. And we're seeing a lot of innovation from other vendors. Now, Raspberry yes. Pi is disappointing right now with their... For now. Yes, for now. Mm-hmm. We're all waiting for the Raspberry Pi 4. <laughs> yep. And when I say that, I mean, there are... I know that there are a lot of Raspberry Pi fans, and we, can, we all love them. I love them, too. Uh, yeah. Love you guys. But I am realistic about the quality of the competition exactly. and the performance of the competition and the value for dollar for dollar. Right. Okay. So our top two this week are the Rock 64 and the Rock Pro 64 from Pine 64. Next week, we are going to put those two against the Odroid XU4Q, <gasps> which is a, an eight-core single-board computer. Right. Eight cores. Wow. Pretty sure. It's either six or eight, but I'm pretty sure. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. <laughs> And we're also going to put that against the NanoPi M4, mm. which we wanted to look mm-hmm. at last week as well. We're going to power that from this bad boy, and we're going to do all the benchmarks again next week. Nice. These ones are already done, but we're going to be able to see, ultimately, what is the best value single-board computer here at the end of 2018. So as you're looking at Christmas lists and things like that, <laughs> exactly. people are saying, oh, I want a Raspberry Pi, or I want a single-board computer. I want to learn STEM and start working on building my own little microcomputer, well, yeah. this is a great opportunity for you to see where's the, where's the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we've set out to do. You can get um, your own benchmark tool by going to github.com slash cat5tv slash cat5tv dash SBC test. That is below, and uh, I hope that you find that very useful. Tonight we've used mm-hmm. version 1.0, and uh, each board has used exactly the same version so that we have a, a one-to-one comparison, and the same thing will happen next week. There you go. There you have it. That is cool. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Thoughts, questions, and concerns, comment below. Let us know what you think. I have a question. Yeah. <gasps> I do. <laughs> She's got a question. Okay, so I play retro games right now on my single board computer. Mm-hmm. That's good. Can I just do that with that? Can I? Yeah. yeah? Mm-hmm. And it would just be faster? Yeah. Performance yeah. would be incredible. The Raspberry Pi 3 handles 1080p pretty good. Right. Pretty good. That's all right, yeah. Both of these, these boards, 4K 60p. Oh. Plus they have the higher performance. Plus they have like right. other options for storage. Mm-hmm. One thing about these is that they both support eMMC instead of... Which is... Which is a different type of storage. Okay. Mm-hmm. So where for this test, we used um, SD cards for all of our microcomputers. Right. SD cards are quite slow in comparison to like an SSD drive. Yeah, exactly. Or mm-hmm. in this case, EMMC or an M.2 or, or things like that. So okay. EMMC is like a step up as far as the single board computer hard drive goes. Okay. It's going to give you even better I.O. or input-output performance. So things are going to load faster. Things are going to be a lot quicker. Uh, you're going to do really, really well with the MMC. Both hmm. of those boards support it. Raspberry Pi does not. Got it. Okay. There you Thank go. you. Yeah. So that's another thing. There. More huh. value. Exactly. We didn't even talk about the <laughs> no. features. Just like that. Do they have GPIO? Yes. They have Pi GPIO. So they're actually compatible. Yep. 40 pin. So exciting. Well, I guess it's time to head over to the newsroom. X. 
excellent. Can you believe we got here already? Wow. This hour flies. I love this stuff, man. So cool. Too fun. All right, here are the stories we're covering this week in the Category 5.TV newsroom. Mark Shuttleworth has revealed that Ubuntu 18.04 will get a 10-year support lifespan. A database leak exposed millions of two-factor codes and reset links sent by SMS. NVIDIA stocks have dropped to the worst it's been in 10 years. And NASA has successfully tested OSIRIS-REx's robotic arm ahead of its arrival at a giant asteroid millions of miles away. These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere. This is the Category 5.TV Newsroom, covering the week's top tech stories with a slight Linux bias. Jeff Weston. Yaman. You're building a brand new beautiful website. What? Aren't you? No. Am I? You're a terrible actor. What? This is where acting comes into play. Oh, I didn't know we were acting. You're supposed to act. Okay, fair enough. I'm building a really cool website. Are you building a really cool website? Just because Jeff is confused doesn't mean you have to be. Visit cat5.tv slash dreamhost to sign up for unlimited web hosting for your website with unlimited email accounts, MySQL databases, the latest version of PHP, WordPress, and more, and even a free domain name registration. It's less than $6 per month, so sign up today. cat5.tv slash dreamhost. I'm Sasha Rickman, and here are the top stories we're following this week. Mark Shuttleworth has revealed that Ubuntu 18.04 will get a 10-year support lifespan. At OpenStack Summit in Berlin, Canonical and Ubuntu founder Mark Shuttleworth said in a keynote that Ubuntu 18.04's long-term support lifespan would be extended from 5 years to 10 years. Ubuntu 18.04 released in April 2018. While the Ubuntu desktop gets most of the ink, most of Canonical's dollars come from server and cloud customers. It's for these corporate users Canonical first extended Ubuntu's 12.04 security support, then Ubuntu's 14.04 support, and now preemptively Ubuntu 18.04. In an interview after the keynote, Shuttleworth said Ubuntu 16.04, which is scheduled to reach its end of life in April 2021, will also be given a longer support lifespan. Shuttleworth also said in his keynote that in the past two years, Canonical had been getting Red Hat customers coming Ubuntu's way. He explained that companies have been coming to Canonical not to replace existing Red Hat Enterprise Linux or OpenShift deployments, but to expand into new technology areas such as the Internet of Things, edge computing and machine learning or artificial intelligence. However, Shuttleworth foresees IBM buying Red Hat may lead to customers switching to Ubuntu. He says, we're, we're neutral on the public cloud. We work at an arm's length with AWS, Azure, and Google. We provide a common currency across different environments, but we're not the lowest common denominator. We want to be the best operating system on Azure for Azure and AWS for AWS and so on. He also disclosed that Canonical is still aiming at going public in 2019. This is not a, on a set schedule. Instead, it will happen when the company meets the metrics he's set.
Before Canonical IPOs, he plans on bringing in growth equity from private equity companies. Shuttleworth has started talking with private equity advisors to get things ready to bring in a cash infusion. So, all in all, Shuttleworth sees a bright future ahead for both Canonical and its underlying Ubuntu Linux container and cloud technologies. Wow, it really sounds like he's stepped down, mm. hasn't it? <laughs> he has got such know. ambition and such confidence, and I like it. Yes. 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 <laughs> I am excited for them to go public. I know that he's set at the standard high, mm -hmm. but when he goes public, that means I can buy stocks, right, in, in the company. And Anywhere. I would, I would re feel really good buying stocks in his company because I know how much he cares. Exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. so. and, and he's a visionary. Yeah. And I love visionaries who actually take action. Mm -hmm. And he is—he's proven that when yeah. he when he was on our show, back like season three, season four years when. ago. No. <laughs> he he, Canonical was young, and yeah. and uh, compared to what it is now, mm -hmm. and Mark said that he was working toward bringing Ubuntu to the phone platform mm -hmm. and making that happen, exactly. and he did, and it failed, but it was a an effort that made ripples in the Linux landscape right? and is now, even now, right now and into 2019, making changes, mm -hmm. even though Canonical has put that aside, mm -hmm. it's happening. Right. We're seeing Linux on the smartphone. We're seeing Linux on the tablet. It's exactly. true. Yeah. He kind of planted the seed. Absolutely. And created some code. <laughs> yeah. Created exactly. excellent code. Oh. Yeah. So uh, for, for him extending the support lifespan, yeah. mm -hmm. does that bring then, like for me, it would bring more confidence to me it, because oh, sure. I know now I won't well, have to switch. Would you have to switch over? But you're over? an end user. Right. So if, mm -hmm. if you as an end user install yeah. Ubuntu Linux on your computer, mm -hmm. and then it comes to end of life, it's pretty easy to modify your, your sources list to the totally. next version, do an apt update, an apt upgrade, followed by an apt dist upgrade, and mm -hmm. it will roll up to the next version of Ubuntu. Okay. However, in enterprise environments, so we're talking big business, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. banking and cloud infrastructure, and Ubuntu, Canonical are big on cloud infrastructure. Mm -hmm. In those businesses, it's really hard to upgrade and upgrade and upgrade mm -hmm. and yeah. roll up and roll up and roll up and reboot servers, and exactly. it's, it's really mm -hmm. tough. So having a, a really good long-term support means a couple of things. First of all, mm -hmm. the rolling release cycle of fixes and patches and security things mm. are going to continue for many, many years. Ten years. Ten years is Ten great. Years. That's That's oh. Imagine if I installed an operating system on my server and I know that it has the latest and greatest security patches for the next ten years. That's what he's proposing. Right. That's what he's yeah. doing. That lowers blood pressure. Yeah. And it makes things a lot easier from the IT standpoint. It gives us peace yeah. of mind, and it saves mm -hmm. our company a ton of money. Mm -hmm. And sweat. And sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get yeah. things to work. Yeah. So I, I think that's really the target of that move. Not the end user, not the person running it on their laptop, because you can easily back up your home folder, reinstall the brand new version, or do a roll up using totally. apt. Right. 
But it's so, the but server it's environment. The, it's the clouds. It's yeah. the Azure platforms, the virtual appliances, the Internet of Things. Mm-hmm. How can I upgrade the OS in my in my <laughs> oh, fridge? Smart fridge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like who knows? One right? day it's Wi-Fi. That's right? what he's pushing toward. So imagine yeah. you buy a toaster that's smart and is powered by Ubuntu now, and it has smart security toaster. patches for ten years. So as these exploits come out for mm-hmm. smart devices, which mm-hmm. we're hearing a lot more about, oh totally, yeah, they can push out security patches for those devices for 10 more years. Therefore, in the present, those companies are going to invest in Ubuntu, right? Exactly. I will buy stocks. Precisely. Precisely. I will tell you that now, Mark, I will buy stocks. Committed now. (laughs) There you go. I think we all will. I think we all will. (laughs) A database leak exposed millions of two-factor codes and reset links uh, sent by SMS. Millions of SMS text messages, mainly containing one-time passcodes, password reset links, and plain text passwords, were exposed in an internet-accessible database that could be read or monitored by anyone who knew where to look. The discovery comes after years of rebukes from security practitioners that text messages are a woefully unsuitable medium for transmitting two-factor authentication data. Despite those rebukes, SMS-based 2FA continues to be offered by banks such as Bank of America, cellular carriers such as T-Mobile, and a host of other businesses. The leaky database belonged to Voxox, a service that claims to process billions of calls and text messages monthly. The database stored texts that were sent through a gateway Voxox provided to businesses that wanted an automated way to send data for password resets and other types of account management by SMS. The database provided a portal that showed two-factor codes and recent links being sent near in near re- real time, making it potentially possible for attackers who accessed the server to obtain data that would help them hijack other people's accounts. The database ran on Amazon's Elasticsearch and was configured with Kibana front end to make the phone numbers, names, and other contents easy to browse and search. Voxox locked down the database after TechCrunch privately reported the issue prior to informing the public of their findings. Yikes. So. Oh, yeah, let's put a front end on this data yeah. leak. <laughs> let's make it easy to search. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so two-factor authentication. Mm-hmm. I trust it, right? Like, I have it for my Steam account. Mm-hmm. And so when I go to log into my Steam, yes, when I go, I I try to log into my Steam and then it says enter your, your passcode and then I get a text and there's my passcode Mm -hmm. and it changes every time and I I type it in. And so is this what the story is talking about? Yes, but I think the only reason this would be Mm -hmm. an issue is if the provider sending the SMS Mm -hmm. for the 2FA two-factor mm-hmm. authentication code doesn't expire those codes. This is true. When I'm dealing with my bank, mm-hmm. my two-factor authentication code expires after 30 seconds. Right. Yeah. So if I do not use it, if I do not log in immediately, I won't be able to use that code. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to right. re-request the login. Exactly, right. And remember, this is two-factor authentication. This is not something that Just. somebody could go into your yeah. online banking, hacking this database, and mm-hmm. enter your info, and then mm-hmm. access the two-factor authentication code because they don't know your password. So they'd have to know your password first. That's the first-factor authentication. Right. Mm-hmm. Username, password. 
Right. Then and then the that. two-factor authentication. So I can yeah. trust two-factor authentication by and large. Well, I hope that your provider expires those tokens. Where's How those? would I know that? I don't know that you can. I think so, it's just good security practice. So, mm-hmm. like, so I just I have to hope that somebody like wasn't. was it TechCrunch or like I TechCrunch revealed. Right. This yeah. So issue. if they revealed it, that means that they're aggressively searching out issues. I just have to trust in them that. I, I do in trust it. Yeah, in finding all of the pro, like no, no, well, they're, they're a um, uh, magazine. Yeah. Oh, so so, news, so yeah. then, who finds out when there's a problem? White hat hackers, exactly. essentially. Okay. Right. Yeah, right. or black hat hackers. Dun, dun, dun. Well, mm. like you have like a different few ways of like solving the problem, right? Because like a lot of things, like you said, for Steam has mm-hmm. to factor authentication, right? There's other sites like. Facebook, whatever. You could, there's actual apps that you can use as well. Right. So like with Steam, if you log in on your computer, your actual mobile app handles everything. So it stays within like the Valve Corporation. So it doesn't right. have to go to oh, your okay. cell provider in the first place. Same with Facebook, mm. right? So it stays within their app ecosystem. Oh, but okay. as soon as like you send your data out somewhere else onto a different server... That's the that's, issue. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, see, yeah. and that's where I get scared because, like, I know in lots of ways I'm, I'm not, like, the most educated person about stuff like this. So I trust two-factor authentication sure. because it feels like it's an extra step. So then because there's the extra step, I just mm-hmm. feel like, okay, well, I'm good. If you need your phone in order to right. log in. Yeah. How can anyone else log in without your phone? Right. So this is where I'm finding a hard... Like, every time I do a news story where there's a a data leak or there's a security blunder of some sort, I think to myself, okay, well, this... Not that it doesn't affect me, but that I can see how I can change things. Like, I can change my password on my router. I can change... Mm -hmm. Right? But in this case, I trust very heavily in two-factor authentication. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So token-based, using a, a device, you can actually buy devices that yeah. show you a number that expires after 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those are ways to do it. ESET yeah. Secure Authentication is a server application that you can install that accesses mm-hmm. your Active Directory and, yeah. and allows you to use one of those devices on various platforms. And you know, the, There's so much that can be done in big business, but for us novice users mm-hmm. just trying to get access to our online banking, we do kind of have to trust that they're doing it right. Right. The foo reminds us about smartphone SIM cloning, which is another issue where, and even SIM fraud in that someone we've, you've mentioned it before, someone can go into AT&T and, and say, I'm it. Sasha Rickman and I lost my phone and I need to activate this new phone. So give me a new SIM. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then they do it <laughs> and they fall for that. Yes, Social sir. engineering. And I think it, again, comes down to education, and it's brutal. We're in this transitional time where things aren't perfect, Sash. We no. just got to be real smart, real careful, watch your accounts. But it's it's really hard. Even like oh, yeah. even last week as I was leaving the show, I got a weird text. It turns out it was safe. But it uh, could have oh, been really? it could have been a phishing scheme because it was just a text message it and it generic said, and it uh, yeah, said, yeah, hi, call me. I want to talk to you about Christmas." And then there was like a little emoji. Oh. But okay. the number wasn't an saved emoji. in my phone and was an emoji of Santa, okay. right? Oh. So 
who wanted to talk to me about anyone. Christmas. It could have been anybody. It yeah. didn't mention who they fraudster. were or anything. And as soon so. as you reply, or an elf. they've got your info. Exactly. But they, it, they, yeah. they checked you off. Yeah. Come on. It was one of Dave's family members who, who has my number, but I don't have their number oh, saved okay. in. So luckily nice. I went home and I checked. But mm -hmm. before I left here, I asked, I asked, is this something I should respond to? And I'd be very wary. Exactly. To, yeah, because yeah, you shouldn't Especially just. Especially if you don't normally receive texts from that person. Never. That was the yeah. first one. Okay. Oh, gotta, gotta be careful. NVIDIA stock has dropped to the worst it's been in 10 years. NVIDIA lost a gigantic $23 billion in market oh. cap in a single 24-hour period on Friday, dropping more than 30%. Why? Well, there are many reasons, with some claiming it was the cryptocurrency mining bubble popping, but it seems the various issues with the newly launched GeForce RTX series being the center focus for NVIDIA right now. NVIDIA stock dropped heavily after the company posted their Q3 earnings report, which saw the company missing revenue estimates. The sales channel is filled with GTX 10 series graphics cards and the overpriced RTX series that seems to have fallen flat with gamers. There have been many problems with the RTX cards and there aren't that many gamers that really take advantage of the features. Then, games with RTX support like Battlefield 5 are plagued with issues and underwhelming performance. CNBC's Jim Cramer says NVIDIA's, NVIDIA made a serious misjudgment about the level of demand for their product. And after that, NVIDIA's in the penalty box for a very long time. That's rough. Ouch. Mm. So. It's a lot of money. <laughs> if it has to do with cryptocurrency mining. Yeah. Because this is what happened, right? Like stock of cards was like depleted yeah. because right. people were crypto mining. They're buying so them they up. needed all, buying the, all cards. the cards and yeah. now there's yep. no cards available for gamers. So if that's the case, mm -hmm. so Nvidia will flood the market Good. with cards and cards that work very well for crypto mining right. because they know who they're trying to appeal to right now. Right. And then if that mining bubble stops, well here's the thing too is that NVIDIA cards, like, they're such fine-tuned machines that when you try to get, like, hundred thousands of them produced at a time, you're mm. rushing them. Yeah. All it takes is for to forget one little wire, like, one little something. And Soldering those cards, joint. Exactly. One cold solder joint. You know? Right. <laughs> it's like, error. I should oh, beat myself up. No. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, and I think once you've bought your card, like, I've got my cards and I'm not going out and buying another one. Mm -hmm. But I bought during the boom. Right. So. I bought just before the boom. I got like a 1060. Just before like oh, it nice. really got like huge. I want to go back and get a 1080. The, you got a 1070. That's Fight! Right. <laughs> and, and I got the mine giggles. just before. Like it went up in price gonna, immediately after. I got an RX 560. Yeah, uh, so. it works. It works. I know. It's just it's hard for a company like that. a second, you know. Like. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard for a company like that because I feel like they're actually like they're a great company. It's just now their stock has plummeted. So what do they have to you once you lose twenty three billion dollars? What do you have? That's, so that's brutal. How do you? Just, uh, oh, where the heck did that twenty three billion dollars go? I know. Oh, oh God. I've oh never gosh. even had one billion dollars. <laughs> If I had Never. a billion dollars. Or 32 of them. Yeah, I know, <laughs> That's right? a lot of craft dinner. <laughs>
true. NASA has successfully tested Osiris Rex's robotic arm ahead of its arrival at a giant asteroid millions of miles away. NASA's spacecraft Osiris Rex is nearing its destination and it's starting to stretch out. The craft successfully tested its touch-and-go sample acquisition mechanism, which is TAGSAM, a robotic arm that will allow it to grab samples from the surface of the asteroid Bennu. According to, the, to NASA, the test run went as planned. OSIRIS-REx, with the help of engineers from Lockheed Martin, showed off the full range of motion of its arm. It flexed its shoulder, elbow, and wrist joints, all while hurtling through space. The test success was confirmed by telemetry data and photos captured by an onboard camera. TAGSAM will be essentially for OSIRIS-REx to complete its mission. The craft will use the robotic arm to collect a couple of ounces of loose dirt and rock from the surface of Bennu. Researchers hope that the sample of regolith from the carbon-rich space rock might hold some hints about the beginning of the solar system and the, and the building blocks of life. OSIRIS-REx is expected to reach Bennu on December 3rd. It will spend two years studying and mapping the 1,650-foot asteroid before finally scooping up the sample it was sent to retrieve. Then it will make its way back to Earth. The spacecraft is expected back on this planet in 2023. In the meantime, it's already sent back some pretty impressive photos from its trip three million miles away. Wouldn't it be disappointing if they're just like, this is just dirt? Yeah. There's some <laughs> I'm sands. just waiting for the day, like, 100 years from now, where it's just like, it's commonplace just to go up to space, just be like, oh, it's got like some like dirt and brought it home. Like, that's all <laughs> it really is. Although it has an awesome name, Rex. Like, that's, yes. Uh, I really want to do a follow up story on this. In 2023? Can you just sent, set yourself a 2023 memo? Just like, a reminder. Just a reminder so that we can come back and be like, so Cyrus Rex has returned. Is it? Um, and. Space! Just want to be sure before I say it out loud. Hacking into the. Yeah. Satellites. Futureme.org. Oh, dear Futureme.org. Future me. Write a letter to the future. Okay. Future so you can me. do that. I would like I would like to do a follow up on this story because I would like to know what happens upon return. I want to know. <laughs> it was just dirt. It, it had microorganisms that took out the human race. Benu. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or I saw what was that? There was a the movie, and there was the really weird. Oh, good. We're going to bring movies into this. Oh, I don't know. I, I'm not going to be able to describe it properly. It was a movie about like aliens and language. Do you remember? And there was oh, a wait. Oh no. Oh. A lie. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It was one yeah. word, one word, and it had a girl in it. Yeah, It's not a rival. It's like it's something like. But it's about language. Yeah. Everybody, comment below. Uh, they're they're, they're, they're like in the big rock ships, and they're like, And I remember the poster was like this spaceship that's like this, and the lady's know, just there, so cool. and then it's like. Chat, never please. Saw so it. who knows? Okay. What's it called? So, uh, Dear future me, what's that movie with the aliens? <laughs> well, right. Later. So let's say we bring back some dirt from Banu, and we like create these like cool extraterrestrial like antibiotics or something. What could come of this? And, and it's like. <laughs> Okay, it's cool. It's research, science. You got the answer? Arrival. Arrival. I knew it was like Thank you. awake or arrival. Oh, yeah, it was one like word and it had a girl in it. I want, I want <laughs> this thing. I want Mars. 
You want Mars. You want, okay, want okay, something Elon. more. Osiris Rex okay, is busy right now. This is going to be two and a half upon... years of waiting for this thing to just get a cup of dirt. Yeah, but that <gasps> cup of dirt can help us with technologies. kind of like... Do you think so? Mars. No, but it feels no. good, okay? It makes you feel it's just cool. space junk flying Let Elon space. Musk I do the Mars I feel like stuff. that's like me saying you just sit at your desk typing on the keyboard all day. Like, that's all I, like, that's all I do. But you do more than that. calls. Right? So it's <laughs> going up calls. there. It's going up there, and it's going to check the surface of this asteroid, and it's mm -hmm. going to bring back a sample of not earth dirt mm -hmm. which is different okay. because all Fair the dirt enough. we've ever seen is earth dirt so i mean it might be Space exactly dirt. the same but in that there will still be like a lot of information but what if there's like water on that there will asteroid? not be what you never know it's an element know. right Mark h2o words, there's no water we've got the there, water we're the blue be, planet yeah but we're the water holders what if there are little plants what if, what if it's like a little et guy and he's like, can you hear me now? Good. And yeah. then he's just floating away. I don't, I'm, picturing, I just, I'm picturing those, those little creatures in Toy Story. <laughs> the clock. The clock. <laughs> That's exactly oh. what they're going to find on the surface of this asteroid. The That's the perfect B-roll footage of like the actual yeah. like, mission from NASA. Done. <laughs> Fantastic. I really like it. Yeah. I also think that if anybody's out there just naming a kid or a pet or something, Bennu is actually a really great asteroid name. Yeah, I think that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Big thanks to Solbu, Roy W. Nash, and our community of viewers for submitting stories to us this week. Thanks for watching the Category5.tv newsroom. Don't forget to like and subscribe for all your tech news with a slight Linux bias. And for more free content, be sure to check out our website from the Category5.tv newsroom. I'm Sasha Rickman. And I'm Robbie Ferguson. And I'm Henry Bailey Brown. Thank you so much for being here with us this week. Once again, folks, don't forget, next week we're going to be putting these two, the Rock 64 and the Rock Pro 64, up against an Odroid XU4Q, as well as a NanoPi M4. Exciting. You don't want to miss that. Take care, everybody. Don't forget to check out our website, Category5.tv. Of course, Black Friday this week, and those sales are kind of going on coming up on yeah. both ends of Friday. That's true. So if you're, if you're a little late to the party or a little early, they're going on. Mm -hmm. uh, check out our partner links. It's a way that you can support Category5TV just by shopping by, uh, when you click those mm -hmm. links. It's a cool way to support us because mm -hmm. you're going to shop online anyways, so uh, we'll get a cut, and we appreciate that there very, you go. very much. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week, and we'll see you again next Wednesday night. Bye.